There are so many different stressors around us. Positive stressors, negative stressors. We have so many conditions from our health with stress, sleepless nights, IBS, depression, whatever can be connected to stress. Stress is so universal in our life that it almost begs to be dealt with with hypnotherapy, hypno-coaching and various other forms of hypnosis. Welcome to our next episode on topics why people come to us. I'm Axel Hombach, a hypnotist from Cologne in Germany, sitting currently in London with Dr. John Butler of the HDI, the Hypnotherapy Training International, one of the leading schools of hypnotherapy, especially analytical hypnotherapy. Hello, John. Hello, Axel. Hello to our listeners. So we've talked already about various topics that our clients come with. And everybody who has listened to those episodes might have already realized all those topics have in one or another way to do with a kind of stress. So stress is maybe something we could call an umbrella topic that mm -hmm. people come to us. Yes. And with your almost 40 years of experience, how much stress have you dealt with with your clients? Oh, a great deal, Axel. In our last talk, which was on performance enhancement, I mentioned how stress is an enemy of performance, supposedly. And that's but I said stress creating tension interferes with performance greatly. Now, stress itself kind of be avoided in life. To, do, to try and do so would be very stressful, as we say. And we say something is stressful. Well, we distinguish usually between the stressor and in this kind of interaction model and the stress we experience from that stimulus, that experience, that environment. So what are we looking at there? The way we respond to it, how we internalize and respond to it. Now, some things are obviously much more stressful to humans than others. And we talk about those as common stresses, stressors that we help our clients deal with. So what are they going to do about them? I mean, I have a, a job maybe that's very demanding. My boss is very critical. My wife, very demanding as well, or hostile at the moment. And so we help clients make choices using their thoughts, feelings, and their intuition, and external good source of information to maybe leave that situation, get stronger and deal with it more effectively, and avoid remaining in a kind of victim, self-destructive or unhealthy mode. So dealing with the stress or is very important sometimes, particularly where we have a lot of responsibility and need to learn to be assertive and say no. And if I'm being abused by my boss, well, I can't just walk out. Maybe I have no job, no money. So I have to reach a point of enough resources Can I build resources? Those de-stress us. These are the support factors that support us against the stressors of life. Do I have self-belief that I can go out and get a training, get more money, take action? You see, then I'm getting out of that stress mode where before I was just saying it's all the boss. Well, no, it depends on what I bring to the table, how I'm going to become the, the victor or the victim in life as far as humanly possible. So... How we internalize, how we understand the situation, internalize and respond to it is critical. And we teach clients to become much more empowered, self-aware, so they become more aware in the situation and make the best choices for themselves. They have resources, actually, often they don't know about. 
I mean, when you talk to people, rarely do they understand they have control over pain, which may be very stressful because of a debilitating medical condition. They don't understand they have a strength emotionally to be able to feel, I don't need to put up with this abuse. Yeah? I'm going to ask for a stronger, better treatment, more helpful, more love, more whatever in the situation. Or through my assertiveness, I'll learn that magic word, no. I'll say no. If it doesn't change, I'm leaving it. So we don't become just, again, disempowered victim in the situation. So when we go back to the origin of stress research in the modern era, Dr. Hans Selye, he identified two forms of stress. One was eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, the other was distress. That used to be very, very fashionable a few years ago. Everybody talked about eustress and distress, and currently it seems to have disappeared. Well, well, that's a mistake then, because Selye wrote two main books for the public, The Stress of Life and Stress Without Distress. And in those books, they were very useful books for most people because that, they, they represented a lot of research he, he did on, on organisms. Usually there's the animal model back in those days, but also the following it through with humans, how their bodies responded to stress, the stress axis. The main one being, well, there's several <laughs> physiological, in fact, hundreds of physiological changes occur with stress. And nowadays, the mapping of stress pathways in the brain is, you know, is incredibly detailed. Which neurotransmitters, newer hormones are involved at different stages, in the initial arousal stage in dealing with the stress, and adaptation. And then later, maybe if we don't adapt and deal with the stress effectively, eliminate the stressor or take ourselves out of it, situation, overcome the stressor, we may go into a declining phase and go into states of depression, burnout, we're using up our neurochemistry in a way that's very destructive and we go into depression. So then there's a collapse phase even. So Selye talked about the GAD model, you know, which was all about generalized adaptation syndrome, GAS. And uh, we don't have time to go into any of that here. And the model, of course, has been modified because it was obviously incomplete. As a starting point, it was a start. It was fight, flight, freeze, which is the work of other people as well. And... Um, Anyway, we, we look at these physiological effects of stress. There are effects on the brain and on the body. Corticotrophin releasing factor, releasing hormones in the brain and the pituitary gland. So then we have activation of the, thor- sorry, of the uh, adrenal gland. And we have an adrenaline effect and corticosteroids from the cortical region of the adrenal glands and the effect that that has on the body, short-term advantages for fight-flight long-term very damaging on wound healing, on recovery, on maintenance of the body, damaging on the immune system. As I say, we can get into a lot of depressed state of the body and the mind. And from there, it can be a very negative spiral. So if we don't deal with stress properly, there's a lot of negative effects from that. So we can have damage to the heart and damage to the virtually every organ and system in the body. So it's important to program the body for dealing with stress when clients are feeling the effects of long-term stress on blood pressure and so on. That's usually for short-term effects of stress. But many, many positive suggestions can be given to help the body. And then suggestions for the mind that we can be more calm, more relaxed, having that incredible relaxation power that comes with hypnosis, the most powerful form of relaxation known to science. And that allows deep sleep. It allows us relaxation when we're resting, going into the trance when they're playing your recording you give them for stress, for 
when they're in the active dynamic phase of relaxation in life, where they're again coping with life better as they're accessing the zone, back to the being in the flow, be able to get on with life without those stressed thoughts, which are really very often thoughts about fear, that I'm being overwhelmed, I can't cope, and it may be in the work situation. We know that those are often great sources of stress for people because of the economic, financial dependency they have on their job. One of the most stressful of all things in human nature for us to experience, Axel, is interpersonal conflict at work or about marriage. And we have to work better in our relationship with that. And then there's many others as well, medical procedures, financial problems, I and on and on. I just thought about single mothers, how much okay. stress they, they have, financial stress, then being on your own. Being on your own. Which might be better in a very toxic relationship, but still, yeah. you're on your own. That can be very, very draining. And when they have to work, and then they have their child, and uh, yes. the, the relationship with a father, how detrimental is that? And uh, then the fights at work, they are often very much at the low end where they can get. Absolutely, which is why we see such high levels of anxiety, mm. depression, because depression can come from long-term stress. And emotions become very contaminated. We become irritable, angry, excessively at the least trigger, in a very unhealthy form of anger and resentment. We can also get into other states of emotional dysfunction because of our long-term stress. And I really mean very self-destructive behavior. So, and then people tend to go for short-term relief. Well, I'll take a drug. I'll take a lot of alcohol to de-stress. So self-medicating. Oh, I'll smoke a lot of cannabis or take other drugs or comfort eating, which we talked about on another occasion. Now that you mentioned cannabis, I remember that when we walked through parts of London, how often you smoke cannabis? Yes, nowadays it's incredible. Now, and you can't say those people are doing it in a, any kind of healthy thing with that. They're trying to often get a high because they feel low, get away from stress because they feel stressed. But they're not dealing with the stress of life, the stress of life as Celia described it, which is really, in one sense, on the eustress side of things, the challenge of life, of growing. We must take on stress to grow, pitting ourselves against the challenges, whether it's in the gym or in the mind sphere, taking on more responsibilities. And we're very risk averse in this culture. So you see, our programming, Axel, has to cover all of those elements that we learn about from the clients, from their understanding of stress, misunderstanding. The word is so abused, misused. It's a very powerful word, though, that we can use as hypnotherapists in selling our work to the public. I'm going to help you deal with stress, as stress management, and so on, stress reduction. The fact of the matter is, when we change our perception of stress and we can learn to move away from distress, when we see things as the challenges, and I feel strong enough to take it on, deal with it, doesn't mean I'll always win, but I can still learn and grow from it, at least do what's best and right for that situation, that is very liberating when the mind is in the right place. And most of the time, of course, in life, when we use our power properly, we will be able to change that situation greatly Does it mean we'll take away all stress? Because as I say, stress cannot be avoided. The unemployed are often very stressed. Boredom is very stressful. Whereas excitement and challenges can be very de-stressing. People don't realize that. People often work long hours, but in a field which they're very enthusiastic about, 
you find their cortisol levels, which are very easily measured in their saliva, can be lower than normal, even though they're much busier, active people than normal. Maybe even working 20 hours and not burning out at all. That happens too. It's astonishing. So you could be, you know, the opposite side is say you have nothing to motivate you. You're lying on the couch all day and you're very stressed. But it's a different reaction within the body and mind. But some of the consequences are extraordinarily similar. We go downhill. We, we become negative and drained. And then you know, we can move into burnout of the worst kind, which is all of this kind of hyperglycemia feeling the body, we go into immune collapse even, and it's very depressing. The mind and body working against each other in a very unhealthy way. So there is a lot to understand about stress. But when you don't have money coming in, when you don't have goals, when your life lacks meaning and value and purpose, and you know it, and you're trying to blank it out with drugs, that's stressful. And you look at what happens with their heart and other systems in the body, and you can see very, very bad effects. Then with stress-related conditions, we help our clients to leave the victim mode. That's it. That you control your response to the stressor much more. And instead of reacting, we help them to act again. Well, I always say be proactive and reactive. Our Part of our programming is you are a creative being and ergo, therefore you find creative responses to all those challenges and opportunities in life, the possibilities of life. See, you're open to them. You're not trying to run from those exciting challenges and see them as excitement and arousal as with performance. So they see it as a, you know, this is nervous energy of excitement rather than just Nervousness meaning fears, or I can't succeed, or if I don't succeed, it's catastrophe, you know, catastrophic thinking. The glass is always half empty with these people, <laughs> or a lot of the time. There's a lack of gratitude. There's a lack of willingness to really engage with life, because usually out of fear and ignorance, because life is about connecting with life, participating in it more and more. And so we will never avoid stress if we're to grow, and that's great. Let's use it constructively. And sometimes we do have to reduce some of these toxic stressors in our lives that we may have drawn into our lives or just find ourselves in that situation where we're being abused. At the same time, we must take some action as best we can. So we help our clients to deal productively with stress and not destructively. Absolutely. How can you turn it to your advantage? Two people in the same situation, one is stressed and miserable, the other sees opportunity, or at least sees survival and coming through it. And, you know, what hasn't killed me off, in some ways has made me stronger. It might have damaged me, but I'm stronger in other ways. And also, perhaps I can heal. Instead of being a victim again, we're taking it to our advantage. The stumbling block is the stepping stone. And uh, the old thing, a cloud has a silver lining, if we have the intelligence to see it. Seeing the opportunity and the difficulty as the other way around for many people, as we see in business, don't we? Many, many, many difficult situations, somebody sees a way to benefit themselves. I'm not saying it's always the most ethical, but it could be very ethical. There's always a possibility around us that we haven't seen, but we're blinkered 
if we have been bought into a philosophy that we're weak, you know, victims of the past, being de- maybe programmed negatively by some philosophy or other, or the people around us being very negative, then you are in a difficult position. Your mindset is not able at that point to see how you can take on the stressors of life and triumph. That has a lot to do with our last episode about performance management. Yes, of course. They're very And linked. of course weight management and smoking cessation and all the others that we haven't covered yet. So many misuses of the use of drugs as an escape mechanism, avoidance, would ultimately become self-destruction. When you can believe you deserve the success, when you can decide for yourself, I'm not tolerating this kind of stressor, I don't need it, I'll take that out of the equation, and I'll enhance the recoping resources. You remember when I was giving a class in Germany on stress management, I gave that kind of engineering analogy. It forces yeah. the stress over the area. Yeah? What supports the stressor, if we have a lot of support, self-belief, relaxation, programming, healthy relationships, good financial circumstances that we've worked to create for ourselves, and so on and on and on, then we're capable of supporting a great deal of stress without even thinking it's stressful. Without even realizing that others might find it stressful to watch us. Others might collapse with it, sure. Yeah. And we have that ability, as I've always said, to assert in life, or to assert your power, your intelligence, your creativity into the world so that everybody can benefit from it. If you, the magic word, as we say, no. And no means saying no to people who are abusing or exploiting and so on. No to our own weaknesses and fears and doubts and so on. That refers also to the Gestalt prayer. Of course. I am I, you are you, I do my thing, you do your thing. I'm not in the world to live up to your expectations and vice versa. That's right. That has a lot to do with that. Be I, learning that you are an individual and not so much dependent on the others as you might think. Exactly. That's You've said it. It's that, that unhealthy, childish, emotional dependency that many people feel. It's called approval-seeking a lot of the time. I'm looking for people to validate me. I'm afraid to live my own life, to have my thoughts, to do what I want, because others will disapprove. Well, maybe they won't. Well, maybe they will. You have to deal with it. But you have to live to your own inner drives. Your own, by drives, I mean your real self-speaking, your intuitive inner drive that tells you, that's what I want to achieve. This is my goal for my life. And so stress management or work with stress-related conditions becomes, in the end, helping our clients to become self-responsible. Absolutely. Self-responsible yeah. to fulfill their own values. If you have clarity about your values, there's enough purpose and meaning to your life that those goals have that real value, meaning, purpose for you. You can sustain a lot of battering in life because you're going to have to have battering to grow. How could a, you know, it's like a, a boxer learning to fight. How can they learn without meeting an opposition? For example, the blue zones, those areas on the world where people have an extremely high average age. Yes. The highest population of centennials, for example. What I find remarkable is that all of those groups, the people who live to be 100 or 110, all they know exactly when they wake up in the morning what their purpose is. Yes. And if you have no purpose, 
How stressful is that? I think we lack a lot of that in the Western world as we know it. Yeah. It wasn't, certainly wasn't Western values of the past very, very much. It was the opposite way. Yeah. People had roles, responsibilities towards themselves and others. You know, life wasn't perfect, the situation wasn't perfect, but there was a lot more of that where people were interdependent in a constructive way. Okay, there was always people abused and being manipulated and so on. But I find a lot of people now feel that they don't really have a role. Maybe the only role is you know, that instant gratification. Well, I'll pursue what makes me feel good, but there's a very empty, great empty core to it. But anyway, without getting into too much philosophy, people have to look at that issue. What does your life mean? Is it really worthwhile? And when you, we find, when you look at the study after study going back 60, 70 years in social psychology, you'll find that meaning and purpose are central to people's lives for satisfaction, fulfillment, and being able then to deal with the inevitable challenges and setbacks, so-called setbacks, which are just, again, part of coping and learning in life in most cases. As we are coming, unfortunately, to an end of our episode, yes, John, how would you summarize what we've talked about in, let's say, four sentences. Okay, well... Wow. You are brilliant, so I know you can do it. Well, <laughs> thank you, Axel. Well, okay. The stressor has to be understood and decided what you're dealing with. Are you going to bring more resources to it? Or are you going to uh, start reducing it or eliminating it out of your life as far as, if that, as far as possible, if that's possible? Then you're bringing out your confidence, your self-belief, your mind-body, activity, performance, all of those mechanisms to support you so you can achieve control over your body and your mind without getting into stress reactions of that hypothalamic adrenal axis that gets out of control and damages you. And finally, to take away alibis and become responsible and self-empowered with good programming, dealing with regression issues where, and, and reprocessing the analytical hypnotherapy where needed so the person has that success consciousness, self-empowerment that deals with the stressors of life in the most effective, productive way. Thank you so much for your insights, John, and I'm looking forward to talking to you about our next episodes. I'm looking forward, Axel, to what that will be, when it will be, and thanks you, thank to you, and thanks to our listeners. And to all of our listeners, we hope you have liked this episode. So please give us a like, a friendly comment, subscribe to our channels and share this episode via email and on social media. And make sure to follow up with the next episodes. Please check out our homepages, you'll find them linked wherever you listen to or watch this episode. With that said, I'm Axel Hombach, online with Dr. John Butler. Have a great time, until next time.